This is the For the Kingdom, Not the Brand podcast. Are you living out godly character in your private and public life? Where we show how biblical truth feeds biblical living from the perfect, powerful, and sufficient scriptures. God's love and grace is amazing because it is not withheld to those he loves. He fully redeems. He fully saves. He fully forgives. And now, your host, Atticus Wynn. Welcome to this episode of the For the Kingdom, Not the Brand podcast. In this episode, I'll be reading out a blog article that I wrote all the way back on July 6th uh, titled Bibles, Botox, and BBLs. Can Christians get cosmetic surgery? In a previous episode that I posted two years ago, which is kind of surreal the more I think about it, that was actually two years ago, I've talked about how um, on the principles on if Christians can get cosmetic surgery and I think this would be I think this would be considered an update of that episode because now my podcasting skills are a lot better I've grown a lot more in the faith and and plus my overall knowledge of of uh, scripture and understanding the biblical principles of modesty and beauty, uh, um, my overall knowledge and application of that is far better. Um, and, and I'm hoping that, um, I, I am, I, I'm hoping that I'm coming at this with a pastoral heart. Um, and so, yeah, and, and I'm hoping that the gospel feeds into this. So, uh, I, I, I guess I've got to commence with, uh, with reading the article. So if you've paid attention to social media over the past few years, you've probably seen the explosion of people undergoing cosmetic procedures of various forms. It seems like everybody um, has gotten uh, cosmetic surgery or is planning on getting cosmetic surgery to alter their appearance or, or even conduct preventative care for the aging process. In the U.S., cosmetic surgery is becoming increasingly affordable and, and really what was once reserved, quote-unquote, uh, for the elites of places like Beverly Hills, New York, and or Miami can now be experienced by everyday people. In our modern world, it would be spiritual malpractice to not address this. Um, I myself am not new to the world of what cosmetic surgery is about. Um, most of y'all know uh, who... who who uh, do know me personally, uh, my dad is a cosmetic surgeon, and, and I've worked in his practice since I was in middle school. Uh, I've seen hundreds, if not thousands, of procedures and surgeries as I've observed the confines of my, of my dad's practice. And there is the, there is the occasional quip uh, by myself and some of my longtime friends that I have more surgical experience than many surgery uh, resident doctors, and that isn't too far from the truth um, to a uh, sense. Uh, even though I, as of right now, do not see myself following in my dad's footsteps as a cosmetic surgeon, I can certainly appreciate the time I've spent with him in our weird version of a father-son bonding time in his operating room. Uh, and I also appreciate the time, the time that the Lord allotted to me as I've pondered uh, the biblical principles for believers considering cosmetic surgery. And so what is cosmetic surgery? Um, I will say first, it drives me bonkers when people use cosmetic surgery and plastic surgery 
interchangeably, uh, although I can't point at anyone without also uh, remembering that there are also three three fingers pointing back at me, unless I use a knife hand. Um, I must say that because I'm using this time to admit that to my shame, I used to use these terms interchangeably. Uh, this blog will, pr- or uh, uh, this episode, uh, it will not uh, probably, or or it will probably not end the the incorrect usage of these two terms, but I will try to bring clarity. Uh, plastic surgery and cosmetic surgery do have much overlap, except the training process and the spectrum of care are different for each specialty. Uh, the American Board of Cosmetic Surgery (ABCS) uh, succinctly explains the difference uh, in their website. Cosmetic surgery focuses on aesthetic changes, while plastic surgery focuses on the reconstruction of the body. I think the ABCS provides a great example when they show that if an individual is seeking breast uh, reconstruction, then they go to a plastic surgeon since they would have extensive training on how to how to reconstruct that bodily region. If an individual is seeking breast enhancement in the form of implants, a lift, or 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 even a reduction, then a cosmetic surgeon would be sufficient to conduct that procedure. Plastic surgeons have to go through their own residency program or fellowship after medical school, and they have other treatment uh, modalities that, uh, or, 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 and other treatment uh, modalities that are separate from cosmetic procedures. And that also brings me to my side note. Uh, plastic surgeons can certainly do cosmetic surgery, and many have aesthetic practices of their own. Cosmetic surgeons do not have their own residency program, and, and any doctor from any specialty can become a cosmetic surgeon as long as they go uh, or, or as long as they undergo proper training through a fellowship or other training programs that are, uh, that are currently available. And so on to the biblical considerations for cosmetic surgery. Um, first off, I will make this clear. Cosmetic surgery isn't sinful. I'm not a legalist, and I don't use that term lightly. And now that everyone considering cosmetic surgery has taken a breath of relief, I now need to make sure everyone holds their probably proverbial horses uh, before they whip out giant uh, wads of cash and find the closest uh, surgeon. Uh, there are three considerations that I want to share, but they aren't necessarily comprehensive. Uh, these are just ultimately meant to point you in the right direction. Uh, one, why do you want to pursue this kind of procedure? And two, do you ascribe to the biblical concepts of beauty and modesty? And three, can this bring God glory? And I want to talk about heart posture next. I bring up the first uh, question, why do you want to pursue this specific procedure first? Because this is borrowing from, from Matthew chapter 15 verses 11 through 20 in that it is not what goes into a man that defiles him, but what comes from his heart that defiles him to change up the wording to fit the context of this. Uh, it's not the scalpel or, or the needle or, or, or the cannula that the surgeon operates that defiles you. It's the heart of the patient on that operating table that defiles them. And so in a hypothetical situation where I was your cosmetic surgeon, I would want you to explain to me your heart posture slash overall desire for going under the knife. Now, I don't want to stretch this hypothetical situation too far because I would have to deviate to talk about uh, the the biblical principles for, for practicing medicine, but they're 
would be a necessity for you, my patient, to be completely honest with me as to why you want this procedure. If you, if you want to get a cosmetic procedure to support a lifestyle that deviates from the biblical sexual ethic, then I would not operate on you. I mean, let's face it, many young ladies get BBLs, otherwise known as Brazilian butt lifts, and breast implants for unbiblical reasons. In an attempt to find fulfillment in their soul, they want to adjust parts of their curvature to snag uh, all kinds of lustful attention to bring them happiness, and they become a byproduct of the therapeutic or, I guess in a way, the sensual uh, worldview. And neither of these brings hope for, for the Christian who should be solely rooted in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, can cosmetic surgery be used to help the, the, the intimacy of a married couple? I'm sure that can be the case, but I, as the hypothetical uh, doctor here, would need to address any outside influences who might be pressuring you to undergo surgery. Ladies, if your husband is pressuring you to go under the knife in order to make himself happy, then I would be bold enough to say that he's doing a horrendous job of being a husband. Instead of dying to himself and choosing to love you biblically so that you may be conformed more to the image of Christ, he is choosing you he he's choosing to to conform you more into the image of I mean it's essentially whatever the machinations of his flesh is producing. And it does pain me incredibly that I cannot address every single scenario regarding a prospective cosmetic patient's heart posture, although I hope my points lead people in the right direction. Now, I also want to talk about the biblical beauty and modesty. The, 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 the uh, second question, as, as, I've referenced, as I've referenced before, uh, do you ascribe to the biblical concepts of beauty and modesty? That might raise some eyebrows because we love the word beauty, but oh man, when I say the M word or, or the word modesty, then people start all of a sudden labeling me a fundamentalist and a legalist and so on and so forth. Although to be fair, I will uh, I will be fair to the ladies. Dudes need to be modest too. I myself have been convicted of the ways that I've dressed the first two years of college, where I cared more about showing off my musculature rather than showing Christ likeness. In the biblical view of modesty, it is more than clothing, though. It is the heart posture of the individuals who wear those clothes. I mean, we can certainly uh, laugh at jokes about English colonists showing their showing their ankles to attract a suitor, but there is a reality to, to how a, how a promiscuous heart can lead us to live as though God is not omniscient, omnipresent, and omnipotent. Modesty, at the end of the day, is the outward expression of a humble heart that is sensitive to bring to bringing glory to God and not oneself. And also, we need to keep in mind that beauty can be physical. And let us not ever shame physical beauty in each of the ways that God has gifted us respectively in this aspect. However, let us also keep in mind that physical beauty fades over time. And we can see that in Proverbs chapter 31, verse 30. Aging derives uh, from the fall in the garden, and there is nothing really we can do about it because all of us will die unless we all of a sudden get raptured. Even though I'm 20 as of writing this, like, I think I'm, 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 I'm like, like, oh my gosh, even though I'm 20, I think I'm beginning to see more wrinkles on my forehead. And, and even my mother has noticed that I have way more gray hairs than what a young man should have. 
And so I will caution that when we try to maintain the physical aspect of our beauty at all costs, we are we are essentially trying to use a stick to stop an avalanche. And, and as Pastor David Marvin put it one time in, in a porch uh, dating sermon, there's only so much Botox you can do. And there's a lot of wisdom in that. Uh, beauty also is not always tied to the concept of sensuality. Now, I need to be careful with how, how I use the term uh, sensu- sensuality since sensuality to a certain degree is not bad since God designed the marriage bed between a husband and a wife to be sensual and glorious when undefiled. Sensuality, though, becomes sinful, especially when it call or sensuality becomes sinful when it falls once again into a hard posture of promiscuity. True beauty is based on an inward reality of a heart of stone turned into a heart of flesh by the sovereign power of God and when all physical attractiveness when and when all physical attractiveness fades only the Christian can have true beauty because of who their God is and what he has done in their lives and now glory to the Lord alone and that ties into my third question can this uh, cosmetic procedure bring uh, bring God glory and uh, this is the shortest uh, section and and I was I was uh, writing the blog post while on a work trip, um, um, I didn't imagine that the blog post would be this long. And so I will let the question reverberate in our minds. Uh, can this cosmetic procedure bring God glory? And really meditate and pray through 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31, and, and, allow, God to lead you, and, and, and allow God to lead you towards the proper decision on cosmetic surgery with his spirit in you. And so there, there is also, and, and I also want to end this episode, uh, uh, for a gospel call for cosmetic patients and to, to those who have fallen into idolizing uh, physical beauty and, or living a promiscuous lifestyle with your beauty you have not exhausted the love and grace of god turn from your sin and also believe in the gospel as some of my favorite hymns go a rejoice in your redeemer greatest treasure wellspring of your soul trust in him no other let your soul be satisfied in him alone let us never forget that jesus came down to earth to sleep beneath the very stars that he had made he lived the life we could not live he knows the weakness that we possess he died in our place by facing the wrath of the father that we deserved and he rose again on the third day live no more for earthly treasures but store treasures for yourself in heaven trusting that the Lord shall return one day to make all things new, and you will have a glorified body that will have no blemish or fault as you spend eternity worshiping Him. And that is the end of the article, and I'm, I'm hoping it was helpful for y'all. I'll catch you guys in the next one. Peace.